0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to Own Your Ish. I am excited to get going today. Um, I think every time I sit down to do a podcast, I'm really excited. Um, But today, probably even more so because I love being able to share like some, I call them gut check realities. Like when I'm reading something or I'm listening to somebody speak, listening to a podcast, um, you know, I am a nerd for learning. And so, um, I love to just take anything in, anything that will make me a better person that helps me have a better life that helps me to feel a little less stress, um, or just things that help me see the world a little bit differently and to get out of my, um, you know, just to get out of my own head and to see, you know, there are other things going on in the world, because I think as human beings, we typically tend to get very uh, self-centered and we're very selfish. Uh, <laughs> I mean, let's just admit it, um, when we have problems going on with us, those are the biggest problems and it's hard to see the rest of the world for what it is. And so, you know, and there's, there's nothing wrong with focusing on your own, um, you know, on your own issues that you need to fix. I mean, we all do that from time to time. Um, but I think it's also important to keep it into perspective that we don't blow our issues out of control, right? Like blow them way out of proportion, and make them seem bigger than they really are. And part of part of what I wanted to talk about today is self-kindness, and this was something that um, it's it's a new learning for me. Because I have always heard kind of like that self-love and just love who you are and it doesn't matter what anyone else says and you know, love your body and be out and about and you know it's like self-love is is taking care of yourself and and all of these things and it's like yeah I get it and and that is important um, and this isn't a but this is an and and self-kindness is something that we can also look at as well. So one of the things that I am doing currently right now is starting to unpack some of my intimacy issues. And so, um, I'm an open book. I never, you know, hide much from anyone, but I, um, got this book. It's called unfuck your intimacy using science for better relationships, sex, and dating. And that's by faith G Harper. So I would say Dr. Faith G Harper, because she has a PhD LPCS and ACS, ACN, and, the author of also Unfuck Your Brain, which will probably be the next book that I read. Um, but I got this because uh, like many of you, uh, I've had past relationships um, and the current relationship that I'm in, as wonderful and fabulous as it is, there is still baggage that I need to unpack and get rid of so that I can have a healthier relationship with Cecil and um, we both are fully aware, and I think this helps that he's a he's a therapist, and I am an educator, which makes me a pseudo counselor because that's just what we do. Um, you know, we are very in touch with other people, helping them to uh, feel like they're seen, heard, and valued. And so I think that we are very blessed in the sense that we are already at that mindset that we need to do this continual work on self in order to be the best versions of ourselves in our relationships. And so part of today is to talk about self-kindness and this will come with the other part, which is the theme that you'll hear throughout is that this is an opportunity for you to take care of you. Um, Cecil's grandmother used to say to him, and I love this quote, you can't do right by anybody else until you do right by yourself. And when you get into a relationship, it is not your partner's responsibility to help make you better. It's not your partner's responsibility to make you even happy, right? Like we think about happiness and when I'm with Cecil, I am incredibly happy and my soul is at rest and my heart can just, I feel like I can breathe, right? After being hid behind walls and, and beaten and broken and just like scarred, I, you know, you just kind of keep those defenses up all the time. And so when you get with somebody that does make you happy, it helps everything to just kind of settle in. But at the same time, past relationships bring up trauma. And when we don't take care of that trauma, it can seep out into other areas of our lives. And one of the things that happens is that typically if you've had patterns in your relationships, most of us do, or if you've had a string of relationships that just didn't happen to work out... We, we will, in our brains, start to believe that either A, we're not worthy of anything else because that's just, you know, right? Like we have to be performing. We have to be, we have to be doing something in order to get something. Instead of just understanding that relationships are, they do take work, but in those relationships, we need to be able to just connect and be with somebody and that it shouldn't come with any Caveat, right? Like, I'm only going to love you if you have sex with me, or I'm only going to love you if you let me move in with you, or I'm only going to love you if it's those statements, or if there are ever any conditions on love, that's on a healthy relationship. Um, And I don't want to get too far in the weeds with that because that's something that we can definitely unpack later, but I just wanted to give you kind of the gut check that happened to me, and this just happened last night. So I am really kind of processing this out loud with you. Um, and I do this also because I want you to know that, um, it's okay to be working through something and I'm trying to normalize, like, what does this look like? What does it look like when you have something that hits you and makes you go, uh, or wow, or my favorite, huh? That's my, that's the response I get when I go, Hmm. All right. I've been looking at that all wrong. Um, but Dr. Harper, Dr. Faith Harper, who writes the book, unfuck your intimacy. She writes about self-kindness and this means being tender with ourselves rather than shitty and judgmental about our feelings, similar to the practice of loving kindness, which is a consideration of and tenderness towards others. Compassionate self-kindness means actively giving ourselves care and comfort in the presence of our own pain. And I really just started to take a look at that and think, damn, yeah, right. We talk about all the people that we have loved or that we care for or that we take care of or that we, you know, enable. Yeah, we do that, right. When our care becomes too much and we start to enable somebody instead of actually helping them. But that's, you know, that compassionate self kindness and that loving kindness Those are things that we often share to others, but how often do we share that to ourselves? And I think about that and like, yeah, I love myself, but do I really, like I've really been listening to how I've been talking to myself lately. And one of the things, uh, one of the examples that she gave was about if you cut your hand, even doing something dumb, you would go clean it off and bandage it, right? We do this with our physical selves, but rarely with our emotional selves, Self-kindness is the cleaning and caring of the wound so it can heal. Let me just read that again. Self-kindness is the cleaning and caring of the wound so it can heal. Ooh, yeah. I I just want to pause with that because like, uh, A, I'm trying not to cry. Um, Because it's just like, how many times have we been wounded emotionally? and then not done shit about it. Wow. Right. Like I I'm feeling all of that and I'll get into that in just a second. And you know, she, she goes on to say self-compassion is something I hope you will explore for holding yourself throughout this unfuckening process. <laughs> uh, that, and that's the process of unfucking your intimacy, right? So it's the unfuckening process. And the piece that I underlined here that really stuck with me is intimacy is so very raw and reaches into the core components of who we are individually and in connection. Hmm. Hmm. I just need to read that one more time. Intimacy is so very raw and reaches into the core components of who we are individually and in connection. And when I think about all the times in my past that something has hurt me, um, I've broken up with long-term boyfriends, um, you know, just to kind of give you probably the biggest hurt, the biggest crush to my heart um, that still has to heal. Um, And know this, I'm just going to preface the story with just because you have, something from your past that you need to heal or some some relationship that just didn't have closure or, you know, whatever it is about those relationships, I just want to give you full permission to know that it is okay to love someone currently and still need to have closure and work on on, like, healing the hurt and harm that happened in your last relationship. All that is okay. And so I say that... To preface this story because A, I know that people love to run with stories and I know that people love scandal. And, you know, as soon as you start saying that I have a relationship that I still need to heal and that my heart is still kind of broken from a relationship that happened several years ago, immediately people want to start thinking that something's wrong with your current relationship. And, and it's just not. Um, Cecil and I are very much okay and very much in love, but we all have these past traumas. And my story comes from the fact that I was dating somebody, um, long distance for three years. And we kind of got to that point where we just decided, you know, we're ready to be closer together. And so we made a decision that that's what we wanted to do because we wanted to have the opportunity to live in the same city and actually see each other on a daily basis so that we could really begin our lives together. And so I resigned from my job we spent Christmas together, we spent New Year's Eve together, uh, you know, we did all the, the couple things, and, um, you know, we even spent Valentine's Day together, and a week after Valentine's Day, I got a phone call that said that uh, we were breaking up, right? And I'm not going to go into all the details with that, because, you know, parts, parts of my story need to be held kind of close to the chest, but I will tell you that at first, it was It felt like a relief because I knew something was wrong, right? Like I could feel that in my gut, um, women, we have the second intuition of when things are going wrong and I should have trusted it, right? I should have trusted it a lot earlier, but I was trying to keep things going because relationships take work and I didn't want to just cut and run, right? Like we'd made this decision. We knew that this is what we wanted to do. And then I felt him kind of disappearing and, you know, for whatever reason, whether he was scared or, um, you know, the reason of, I just don't feel like I can give you what you want. Um, you know, that's, that, that's neither here nor there, right? Like that's on him. That's what he needed to work through. But for me, that was a big like relief at the time. And then when it all really set in, right, like the shock value wore off and then I was just decimated because I had literally sacrificed everything I had built in my life to go out on this leap of faith. And I will tell you still to this day, I am not sad that I did that. Um, I, I made the decision for me and I made the decision that I thought would be best moving forward. Um, But what did I do afterwards? I did what many of us do is as soon as the hurt started to come in, like I cried a couple of times and then I like immediately shut that shit down immediately. Like, Nope, we're not doing this. Stay focused, get your head down, start figuring out what you're going to do next. Um, I took a little bit of time to kind of get some things together around spring break. Um, thankfully my dad and stepmom, um, were very, very gracious and opened their hearts to allow me to come out to Seattle and they took me to one of the most idyllic places ever so uh side side note here uh Seabrook Washington is like pristine it's like leave it to beaver <laughs> on the beach right like it, everything is pristine it was wonderful and it was such a great place i ran every morning down by the beach and it was cool and the breeze and the salt and I still get kind of choked up when I talk about that because that was a time in my life that was really scary and I didn't know what was going to go on. And in that time, I think I was still so raw with emotion that I didn't have the wherewithal to know that I probably needed more help or I needed more time to really process what had just happened. Um, but what that what that vacation did for me is it allowed me to start to heal and part of that comes in from the fact that, um, I was there with no other expectation. I, I tried to write on my dissertation and I think I got like maybe two articles read and one page written. Um, but my brain was just so heavy and my heart was so heavy that I, I couldn't even do that. So, um, you know, I just want to say a first, thank you to Harold and Julie for, giving me that time in that space to really just heal and they didn't push anything and they didn't ask a lot of questions and I appreciate that. Right. And yet when I came back from that vacation, I immediately went into hustle mode, fix it mode. I didn't give myself any time to heal. I didn't reach, I didn't reach out to, to the person to ask him, you know, Hey, can we talk about this? And, find out exactly what happened. Cause I, I still don't believe the reason why. Um, but I just kept going and I just kept pushing and I kept pushing and I, cause I had to figure it out, right? Like, where are you going to live? You've already resigned this job. Um, and I, I was invited to stay, but I just couldn't, I, I didn't want to allow myself to do that because as much as I loved Ulysses, it was, it, it was a wonderful community at the time that I was there. Um, and people were very supportive and I was the athletic director and pretty much anytime, time, every time I needed something, I got that. And people were very kind and very friendly. And there are several people that I still talk to from there. So it was not that I didn't like where I was at and I loved my job, but I also knew that for me, for my growth, I had to find somewhere else, right? Um, and so when I moved, I came to Kansas City, it's where I decided I Had thought about Seattle. That's why I went out for spring break because I was going to go and look at houses and places. And by that time, I was like, no, I don't know if I want to move to the other coast. I've already spent some time in Boston. And then it was Seattle, it was Denver, it was Chicago, it was Kansas City. And, you know, Kansas City has always been on my list of places I wanted to live uh, since I was younger. I loved visiting Kansas City Uh, when I was in college. It was always a great, like, Quick trip to just come over because I went to K State, so it's only about an hour and a half, two hours away. And you know, it just really held the special place in my heart. A lot of my friends lived here that I knew in college and just presented a lot of new opportunities in a city. Um, but it was still close enough that I could see family if I wanted to do that, but far enough away that if I needed space, I could. So here I am in Kansas City. Uh, keep your head down. You got to find a job because now it's late in the summer, (laughs) it was pretty late in the summer when I decided to move to Kansas city. Um, and luckily everything just kind of fell into place like it was supposed to, right? I, I just had some faith and kind of went with it. And, and here we are. And in the process of taking that job at Crittenton as the school, uh, coordinator principal, um, that's how I met Cecil, right? So like everything ended up working out, uh, for the better, um, and actually for the best because the relationship I'm in now is unlike any other that I've ever had and it is not always perfect. We still fight. So don't let, don't get it twisted that, you know, you may see us like we are the best friends that decided to get married. It is, I, if I could say anything as a side note, maybe we just need to do a whole re- podcast on relationships. Is just the fact that yes, you should marry your best friend, <laughs> like quit putting, your guy friend into the friend category and never giving him a chance. Like there is something to be said about someone who sees you for who you are. Um, boogers hanging out of your nose, bad breath in the morning, hair, not done puking your guts out drunk as all get out, (laughs) hangry, angry. Like (laughs) I, I laugh because it's like through all of this, there is this man and through all of this, there is me, this woman that just love each other because we're best friends and your best friend doesn't judge and your best friend is there. And it takes your intimacy to a whole new level, which is why I wanted to do this heavy lifting, this deep dive into intimacy, because intimacy is not just with your sexual partner. Cecil's also my best friend, but I also have other friends that I want to be in better relationship with. And so that is part of where we're at right now is, you know, trying to work to get to the bottom of why I have such intimacy issues, why I still as much as I love Cecil, at times will try to push him away and try to figure things all out on my own, which that never works. And we just had this conversation about why we can't do that and why it's important for us to stay together and and talk to each other, right? Like stay together in those moments. And so when I think about what Dr. Harper has said, you know, she talks about how self-kindness is the cleaning and caring of the wound so it can heal. And so today's podcast isn't going to be really all that long. It, it really is just to talk about the fact that if you're not willing to do the work to heal your wounds, they're going, we think about it just with regular wounds, right? If, if you were to cut your leg open and it really hurts, like what happens if you leave it unattended? It could get infected. Uh, you could get MRSA, which makes you contagious to other people. So no one wants to be around you or can be around you. Um, it could cause you to lose your leg. You could have to cut it off altogether. It could get bad enough that you could die, right? Like you could just be completely like just gone. And that, that could happen, right? Like we have these emotional hurts. You think about why people commit suicide, right? And, and if you, if you really think about what that is, there's just so much hurt. People who feel like a burden, people who feel, you know, like they're not worthy, right? There are so many things that fester into that. And that's what happens when we have emotional wounds that don't, that we don't heal. You know, we think, well, I'm here. I haven't committed suicide or I've not even thought about it. no. But are you fully in the relationships that you have? Are you fully your authentic self? Are you blaming your partner, or or are you blaming your friends for things that have that have already happened in the past? Like I remember that I was even worried about getting into a relationship with Cecil because the person I dated um, right before him. So I came to Kansas City, met somebody else, um, a narcissistic sociopath uh, um, that. Wow. I mean, that was a whole ordeal. And uh, I found out I was number two of three that I knew about, right? So who knows how many more there could have been. And so that uh, is something that's happened not only in that relationship, but I believe it happened in the relationship I had right before I came to Kansas city. And I know it's happened in a couple of other relationships as well. And so I immediately, just assumed and kind of wanted to put on him my baggage. I wanted to put my baggage on Cecil and say, you know, like, what, do you have this whole roster of women? And like, where am I at? And you know, am I, am I a starter on the team or whatnot? And he just laughed at me. And he's like, no, that's not it. And it wasn't, and it never has been. And I will tell you that, um, kind of getting to the bottom of, of that feeling of starting to trust is one of the biggest reasons why I started to dive into this work because of the fact that I needed to do the work in order to be here, to be fully authentic and in a space that I could be in quality relationship with Cecil. And so I've had to do the cleaning of the wound and I will say that there are some wounds that I didn't take care of and they've really impacted me. And so I'm having to do the hard work of, you know, cutting out the infection and starting to apply, (laughs) you know, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm getting really into the, to the whole metaphor here, but you know, it really is that like, I'm cutting out the infection, I'm, I'm putting on the antibiotic ointment and you know, very carefully wrapping it up and letting it heal and doing the work to find out why, like, why is it that I still hold on to that? And why is it that I do the things that I do in relationships so that I can be a better lover, that I can be a better friend, that I can be a better best friend, a better daughter, um, a better, I call myself the pseudo mom. I don't like the uh, step mom too much. So I'm trying to come up with something else. <laughs> uh, like I just feel like a a person right now that wants to be better so that Alan doesn't see me as broken. I want her to see me as whole so that she knows she can be whole and authentic in herself as well. And so when you do the work, the deep self reflection to go inside yourself to see why, where is that coming from and how do we start to, as Dr. Harper says, how do we unfuck this process, right? Like some of us are just completely fucked. We are, Um, and many of us are, because we don't take the time to actually heal ourselves. So know that you have full permission to do so, and, and please start with the idea that we live in a society that tells us that we need to be on the go, that we need to just be going, 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 produce, 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 and that is what is your worth, and it is not. Your worth is not based on what you produce or what you give back to society. Your worth is based on you as a human being. You are worthy. And I just want to state that loud and clear. Black lives matter. Their lives are worthy. We don't even have to discuss humanity. BIPOC lives matter. Disabled lives matter. All lives have value. And we should not have to sit here and discuss their humanity. And know that part of the self-introspection work that you're going to do is also going to come into play with how do you have these relationships with other people right? Like outside of your intimate. And when I say intimate in this regard, I mean intimate, like with your partner. Okay. You can have intimate relationships with people outside of a partnership, right? Like a friendship can have levels of intimacy and it does. And that's why this work is important. And I also want to do this work so that I heal the traumas and I can be more aware of my biases so that I can be a better ally as well, right? So like this is this is multi-dimensional. This is not just for those who are married or dating, um, or even just thinking about being with somebody. The, you know, this is for everyone, for your friendships, for your advocacy groups, for your organizing groups, for you know, the the protesting groups, for your relationships with your kids, with your friends, your uncles, aunts, oh, like do you see what I'm saying? Like this is for everyone and we need to, as a society, slow down. We just need to draw some boundaries around what you have to do for work and realize that outside of that is for you. It's time for you to rest. It's time for you to heal. And until we start to have this paradigm shift away from this toxic ideology that we have to constantly be on the go, that we're not allowed to sit down and rest, that we're not allowed to feel anything because we're just in hustle and productive mode. And that happens. And it's, I will tell you, um, you know, financially we're working even on that intimate relationship, right? So like, where does, where does the hurt and harm come in that? And why do we do what we do? right? Because it's scary. Um, and all of this to say that, please be kind to yourself as you start to go out into the rest of this week, weekend, and then into next week, or whenever you're listening to this podcast, you know, just know that, that you are fully worthy as a human being, just as you are. You don't have to hustle for your worth. You don't have to produce, you don't have to do anything in order to be considered worthy as a human being. And I want to give you full permission to just slow down and feel. Let yourself sit in it. It's going to be uncomfortable and it's going to be hard. If it wasn't, they wouldn't call it work. Um, But it's worth it. It's the stuff that we do so that we can be whole, that we can be authentic and we can show up in a way that honors ourselves. It honors our past because our past is what got us here. I don't have a lot of regrets in my life because if I did anything differently, I may not be here. I may not have found my soulmate. I may not have found Alan. I may not have found a lot of my friends that are here in Kansas City. I may not have found the friends that are abroad, uh, that live in other cities. Like I just think about everything happening for a reason and that's why I want to honor that. And But that's also why I do this work is because there's a lot in my past that's happened. And it's important that I take time to really sit with that and come to grips with it. So know that you are completely worthy, you are also loved, and this work that you do for yourself, oh, it's so worth it. It's so worth it to feel like you have control of your stories so that they don't have control of you. Folks. You can do this. Check out the book, Unfuck Your Intimacy, uh, using science for better relationships, sex and dating. It's on my current reading list right now. That's where my current learning is coming from. Um, And I just want to invite you to dive in. It's hard work, but it's worth it. You are worthy, loved. Have a great week. Make it a great day or not. The choice is yours. The records
1: I listen to They don't sound like the same old shit that you used to. The clothes I wear, you might not be up on it yet. Y'all just ain't up on it yet. That I'm on. Oh. The only women that I know is really down. So it's the same shit that I'm on. All the same shit that I'm on. Oh. With an eye. and to be around on the same shit that i'm on on the same shit that i'm on the only women that i know is really down On the same shit that i'm on on the same shit that i'm on Anybody, the same same shit this best name for everybody This best name for everybody This best name for everybody This The only people I can stand to be around On the same shit that I'm on On the same shit that I'm on The only women that I know is Billy Down So the same shit that I'm on On the same shit that I'm on, on Wherever I i not